Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, BJ, they played one more game than they were supposed to in the eyes of many. And it was a great time and it was a great fun. And it's always great to have our guest on. And that's from the, that's the host of Mitch Unfiltered. It's Mitch Levy. There he is. Mitch oh. Levy. Oh. Mitch Levy's going to be having a lot of breakfast coming up. That's that's all I know. Uh, oh, oh, that's where we're going with this. All right, fine. That's all that matters. We won. Yeah, well, I was, uh, you know, of course, uh, very, very excited to to see that Mitch is here. Mitch is, uh, of course, uh, he, too, he was sad on both counts. I mean, really, when you think about it. You know, sad yeah. about Miami, sad about uh, oh, Seattle. That's rough. It's, you know, and, and it, that's a tough one. And um, But, you know, yeah, Mitch, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, of course, uh, episode 223, did it drop? Is it here? Oh, yeah. It did. Yes, it dropped on yesterday, just when we were supposed to, unlike you guys being with me yesterday, like you were supposed to. Yes, 223. A lot more dependable than BJ and Migs. Well, <laughs> that's not a lot. Yeah, that, that's not, it's, it's not a high bar, but you know what? I'm glad you were able to get over it. And even... Being in Miami, just remember what makes the trip with me, the bell. The bell. The bell. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that uh, Mitch is going to obviously talk to us about what he saw. You know, Mitch, I'll tell you what really what really was a kick in the gut was watching the uh, Tampa Bay game last night and, and hearing yeah. Joe Buck talk about, well, the poor thing is, is that the trouble is that Tom Brady doesn't have a running back and he doesn't have a running game. And so it's really hard when you have to be the whole show. And I'm like, I don't know. I remember that game in Germany looked like uh, he had a great running game. <laughs> Against teams that can't stop the run. That's yeah. right, PJ. Uh, he does have a good running game. But, um, yeah, I, the Buccaneers, boy, they laid an egg. You just got to feel like he's just about finished, even though he says, I think he wants to play one more year, which is kind of curious to me. Although he did play very well in that in that second-to-last game that won them the division against Carolina. He threw for over 400 yards that, that week. But, uh, yeah, a lot of teams went out, went out meekly. This weekend in the NFL playoffs, I expected the Dolphins to go out meekly. They didn't. They actually gave the Bills a tough game yeah. with their third string quarterback, which is amazing that they could go up to Buffalo and play them that tough with the third string quarterback. But yeah, the Seahawks were a little bit in over their heads, even though they led at halftime. So how did you guys feel at 17? So I, the guy over there that picked them to go 13 and four and win the Super Bowl, I'm assuming thought that well, they were going to win when they were Mitch, 17. Let's not get crazy. It was 12 and five. <laughs> Yeah, and yes, I did predict them to go to the Super Bowl. Yes, <laughs> but then again, I picked the Mariners to go to the World Series every year. I'm blind with optimism, and yeah, after that first quarter, I was like, "Well, 
you know, and, it was, and, and they proved us, I mean, not prove me right, but, you know, I, I was like, they need to continue to play a relatively perfect game in order to continue to keep up with this team. I mean, you just can't make mistakes. And once that fumble happened, and that was an, obviously that's not the reason why they lost, but that was a massive momentum shift. And then all the penalties. It's like you played such a perfect game when it came to being like disciplined in the first half, and look what happened. And then it all went to hell. Somebody asked me on my podcast, BJ, uh, how did you feel at halftime with them leading 17 and 16? And my answer was, I thought that they were, they were going to lose by three touchdowns going into the game, and I thought that they were going to lose by two touchdowns at halftime. Oh, That's there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, I, I thought, man, this is, you know, I, I, I didn't think we were going to win, but I thought, oh, this spread is going to be tough. A lot of, a lot of gamblers are not happy. As it turned out, as it turned out, the Niners said, don't worry, we'll take care of you. <laughs> we'll make sure we cover the spread. You know what's uh, interesting, guys? You just mentioned the Mariners. Somebody just mentioned the Mariners either. Yeah. Um, and the Mariners and Seahawks are having a very similar conversation these days. You know, the Mariners were knocked out of the play, made the playoffs, and they were knocked out of the playoffs by their, their division rival who's very good in Houston. And in the days and weeks and months and even now, uh, since we've been talking about guys in the sports world, what do the Mariners have to do? To bridge the gap, there's a clear gap between the Mariners and Houston Astros in their division. Well, several months later, here we are in the NFL, and the Seahawks make the playoffs. They get bounced by their division rival, the 49ers. There's a clear chasm in, in personnel between the Seahawks and the 49ers. And now we're asking the exact same thing. How do the Seahawks bridge the gap, EJ, between themselves and the 49ers? They've got a lot of ammunition this year, this offseason, to do it. But it's going to be very, very difficult for a couple of reasons. What do you think? I, I, we got some good news, though, with uh, when Gino was asked you know, about his future. And he really wants to stay here, wants to repay them, which makes me think we can get a hometown discount on a quarterback who I feel like they don't want to spend a lot of money on a quarterback. They want to spend money on defense. I mean, that's... And, and and I think that answers your question. How do, how do you get closer to the Niners? You've got to be better at stopping the run against everybody. That'll get you closer to anybody in winning games. And having a capable quarterback, which Geno definitely is, at a reasonable price. If they can do that, I think that is the recipe for the, you know, especially with Pete Carroll. So I hope that we get Geno at a decent price and we work on our defense, obviously, in the draft or in, you know, trades or free agency, however. That, I mean, you know, defense, defense wins games, Mitch. Defense wins games. Which championships. But yeah. I, um, first of all, I'll say to you that they're not going to get much of a hometown discount from Gino. I think that they can sign. They I mean, they have the advantage. They've got the franchise tag that they can. If they want him back, they can have him back. I, I think it's unfair of all of us for a guy, especially like Gino, who's made limited amounts of money in his career, relatively speaking, a lot more than you and me. But, <laughs> but you know, he's not young. And he's been standing on the sidelines with a clipboard and he's been making limited amounts of money. And now here's his opportunity to set himself up to think that he's going to going to stay here for a lot less is probably even though he says, I want to be back. And I think he does want to be back at the end of the day, though. I think I think that they have a great advantage and a great chance to bring him back. Let's see what the market provides for him. But he knows in the back of his mind, I'm great there. I, I've got DK. I've got lock it i know the system i've got i've got the coaching staff that i know and so he's going to want to come back i think the bigger issue when you speak a little more specifically about how do they catch the 49ers you talk about oh we just got to improve our defense well the question is how do you improve your defense where do you get those people will they be good enough 
The problem with the 49ers, as you just said about the Seahawks, let's hope that they can get Geno back at a decent price. Those were your words. Well, a decent price for Geno is going to be between 25 and between 25 and 30 million dollars a year, somewhere in there. That's a lot of think money. About, th- so, think about think about the 49ers. The 49ers now are in the situation that the Seahawks were in when they drafted Russell Wilson. All of a sudden, the 49ers have this quarterback who was the last pick of the NFL draft who's going to play for the next three years dirt cheap, which allows them with the salary cap not to spend money on that position. You think Geno at $25 million or $23 million is a good deal. How about this guy at like $600,000, $700,000? And now they can take all the rest of their money with the cap, re-sign all of their great defensive players, and go add more. The Niners are in, you know, they stepped in it with this guy, Brock Purdy, being as good as he's been since he's come in. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. You're right. I mean, I guess that means they say goodbye to both the, the, the their number one and number two. Well, I don't say goodbye to Lance. I mean, there's Trey Lance is they're going to need a backup anyway, and Trey Lance hurt with that contract is not going to be going in. But yes, Jimmy Jimmy G is finished. I would fully expect that Brock Purdy would be the starting quarter. You got to remember, guys, he came in in that in that Dolphins. I think he's played eight eight games, started eight games, something. They've won every game. Yeah, he's undefeated as a starter, and in the games that he's played, making six hundred grand or whatever he's making, seven hundred grand. He is the number one rated quarterback in the NFL. That's Jeez. how well he's played since he's come in. So that's going to be a very difficult situation for the Seahawks in terms of catching the Niners. But I think the the conversation of where you guys think the Mar- where do Seahawks fans think the Mar- Mariners the Seahawks are right now? Are we encouraged? Are we bullish? How do we feel the offseason's going to go? How close are they to being a really, really good, forget the Niners for a second, a really, really good football team. I think that's an interesting conversation. Yeah, I, I feel like we're, a de- we, we're, we're right now we're a decent football team that that can get into the playoffs, uh, and I feel like we will be that way next year because I'm sure we can, unless something goes wrong. Plus, we'll have, only get better with yeah. all these young rookies and, yeah, having another season under them. And if people can stay healthy, I mean, that would be nice if people can stay healthy. You know, if Penny can stay healthy, and why am I blanking on the defensive dude that we get from the Jets? Jamal uh, Adams. Thank you. Yeah, if Adams can stay healthy, along with whatever we do in, you know, in, in, in trades, drafts free agency we should be a little better if we have Gino. if we don't have Gino, i don't know what to say then i guess we're going to be locked on lock so mitch who I, are we I going with for the draft like i mean that, that seems to be the oh, big question these are great yeah. questions yeah. Uh, these are these are great questions first of all i Thank would you. say penny probably won't be back oh son of a i get you know he's a free agent oh, and i can't it. imagine that they'll give him any kind of money to have no. him back um on the draft you know, they, they're going to pick number five overall. They're 38th. Um, they're going to pick number five and number 20. Those are their two picks. The one pick they got from Denver is five. Their own pick is 20. Then the Denver pick in the second round is 38, which actually becomes 37 because this team forfeited their pick by meeting with Tom Brady illegally against the rules. Oh, so Miami so, doesn't get the pick. Nice. Right. So it's 520, I believe 37 and 50 or 51, 5, 20, 37. So they're going to have four. Think about that. Four of the top 50 picks, 51 picks in the April draft right at the moment belong to the Seahawks. So they've got a lot of bullets in their uh, in their gun. They can they can get a lot of good defensive players. I happen to think they need a couple of offensive players as well. But 
just the question of how do we feel about him. Think about this for a second. When you when the three of us met in August, right before game one of the season, remember they were going to play the Denver Broncos on that Monday night, and the three of us had a shtick on Monday before or Thursday or Friday. I think it was the Thursday or Friday before Monday. Migsy let me on. I begged to come on, and Migsy said okay. Yeah, it's unusual because um, he doesn't let people do anything. Mitch is very convincing. So if you, if Migsy had said, well, not Migsy, because Migsy believed all this was going to happen because he thought they were going to go 16 and 1. 12 um, and 5. <laughs> and sometimes some guy texts me, well, then how did, uh, how did uh, the 12 and 5 team lose to the 49ers? Only because they had 13 and 4. They're better. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Had, that's had, had BJ said to me on that August day or that, that's actually September Thursday before the first game, think about this. Had BJ said to me, the Seahawks are going to go 9 and 8. They are going to make the playoffs. They are going to find a quarterback. They're going to have a quarterback who makes the Pro Bowl. One of these two guys, Locke or Geno Smith, are going to, is going to make the Pro Bowl, going to play every snap and make the Pro Bowl. They're going to have five or six impact. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Rookies. They're going to have a running back who'll be in the mix for rookie of the year offensively. They're going to have a corner who'll be in the mix for rookie of the year defensively. going to have two starting tackles on the offensive line. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to lead one of the best teams in football at halftime of that playoff game on the road, and then they're going to ultimately fall. I would have said to BJ, well, I would have said to Steve, let's get BJ in some sort of an institution or some some Betty Ford clinic or something quickly had he said that that's what's going to happen. And every one of those things happened. So get me so out he, of the clinic. Get me the heck out of here. Oh, I told you. I'm fine. Let it's having let me there, So, I mean, literally, those you put all those things together. That's a one in a million. That, that would have, We all thought they were going to go, well, not Migsy, but we all Thank thought you. they were going to go five and 12. Four. Their, their over-under was five in Vegas. So we should feel unbelievable, right, because of all of those things about where this team is headed. But it's – and I don't want – I don't mean to be Mr – naysayer but there's another nuance to this all of that's true and yes all of that means that we should feel incredibly excited about the progress of this team but there is one part of it that you have to consider as well and that is how did they play in weeks 10 11 12 13 yeah. 14 15 16 17 yeah. 18 and the second half of the Niners game that's got to be a part of this because even with all of that great stuff that I just mentioned, they were one of the worst teams in the NFL the last nine games of the season, the last eight or nine games of the season. So you have to factor that in. How did that happen? Geno wasn't at his best in those nine games. The running back wasn't as good. The defense sucked. The coaching wasn't good. I mean, what happened in the last? So how much of a factor, how much of a factor in the conversation would you guys say 
Do we have to, or do we just forget it and just say, oh, they were nine and eight. They went to the playoffs. We have to consider that they were terrible the last nine games. And don't forget, too, uh, we did really well against the Cardinals and the Rams. I mean, we swept both of those teams, didn't we? And, and, and I, and, and that's, that also contributed to our victories was the fact that our division was really bad. Uh, a lot worse than we expected. And will they be as bad next year? These are no. good questions. Yeah. You're right. right. Maybe, maybe they look a lot better in our brains because of how bad those two teams were. Don't know. Don't know. All of it's true. You throw it all together and it's a, it's an interesting off season. Certainly next year. Uh, you say you said, Migsy, we got to assume that all these rookies are going to give you one year better. And I completely agree with you on that. And they're going to have, again, four rookies from the top 51 picks of the draft. They're going to spend money in free agency. They're going to have some new ball players that should be good. But I'll just say it again. If they come out next year and play the way they played in the last. Now, and remember, we're not talking one or two games. We're talking nine games. They sucked the last nine games of the season. If they come out next year and play the way they did at the end of this year, they'll be that 5-12, and 4-13 and 13 football team Woo! That, we, that we thought they were going to be this year. So I don't know. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Look at but this. But you got to include that in the conversation. So you're saying there's light at the end of the tunnel, and then at the end of the tunnel is a big train that's going to hit us, basically. <laughs> well, that's nice. I don't know. I don't <laughs> that's know. what you're saying. Um <laughs> I'm much more enthusiastic about the Mariners, actually. Dude, uh, the Mariners really. are going to be fine. They found Jesus. What's this? Mar they have the greatest player ever signed. He's like 17-year-old, like first baseman that they signed. Yeah. His name is Marlboro Jesus. Nice. Okay, well, that's all we need. I didn't know they found Jesus. That's a, that, there's the win right there. How do you not? How do you not sign a guy with a name like that? Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, even though we're not talking Mariners, I'm very enthusiastic because I really believe the Mariners made some great moves to uh, to basically uh, adjust to the rules changes as far as the shift and everything. They might have one of the best. Uh, they must have the middle infield combinations in the league defensively, and I think that's going to be a big thing for a lot of their pitchers. I really am. I'm excited about this Mariners season because of that. Those rules changes. I think they have set themselves up really well for that. Well, he doesn't really. Of, he doesn't agree with me. People, there's a lot of Mariners fans who are not happy with the way the last two oh, months, three months have gone. I think they're high. I really do. I think that yeah, you know we're not, uh, happy. we're not happy. Yeah, and let me just say, <laughs> the one thing that we're the Mariners fans didn't understand was that the Mariners always make their big free agent acquisitions during the trade deadline. They said if we picked up Luis Castillo in the offseason, everybody would have been so happy. They would have been like, "That's the biggest signing. You picked up a major pitcher." You should be on the Mariners' payroll. They got to if there if anybody over there is listening to you right, listening to this right now. They love BJ Shea. Oh, they're it's, saying, that's "Amen, the first. brother, preach, brother," because the rest of us are saying, "Bull." Oh, I can't say that word. Oh, I, can say I uh, baloney. Yeah, I will. Say baloney. I don't know a lot about football, but I will fight about baseball. I think the Mariners, for the money they want to spend and everything they want to do, they could be the Boston Red Sox right now, who dumped a ton of money into a free agent who's not played at all for two years and or last year won't play this year. I think the Mariners, with what they try to do financially, because they're just not the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox. I think, man. Uh, they, getting Wong and, of course, you know, having Crawford, that's a second oh, baseman and a shortstop with the new shift rules who might be the best second baseman shortstop combo now oh. defensively in baseball. I really I really oh, like what they did. 
You guys, Megzy, do you guys have little mailbox openings, little slots over there at uh, at the mighty ninety nine nine? Do you have a little? Because I, there's got to be one from the Mariners in BJ's spot right now. There's they send them bobbleheads all the time. Yes, I'm telling you. Oh my god, this, uh, this might be the first time like they're True Seattle Mariner organizational. Oh, very, very, uh, very, very, <laughs> very excited for this. I, 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 I want no, no, people. No, no. Yeah, I don't want. To, I don't want you to mistake it. What I'm saying. I yeah. think that Mariners fans are excited for the season. We're very. We're very tickled. They've got a they've got a very strong team, but on the topic of what they did this off season, considering what their payroll is going to be, considering what their revenue from last year was, that number's coming out any time now. It's not going to look good for the Mariners because it's a huge number. Um, there are a lot of Mariner fans that are disenchanted. Not these Mariner fans are not discouraged that they're going to be good. They're going to be good. The question is, are they going to be great? And they had a chance, they had a chance this this offseason to add a big bopper right in the middle of that. There were five of them available, five of them oh, available I, I, in the agency. You know what? You, they, went with, they went with J.P. Crawford instead of those guys. I, yeah, and I will tell you, smart move. I, look, I know Xander Bo- <laughs> I know Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts is not a good defensive shortstop. He and with this new with these new rules, Xander Bogarts would have been an overpay. The Padres are going to cry. He's a good hitter. I wouldn't say he's a super clutch hitter, actually. Look, I've watched the guy all his entire career. He's a good hitter, not a clutch hitter, and he's not okay. a great. He's not a great defender. He's an okay, okay. shortstop. So okay. the, that's why the Red Sox got Trevor's story because they just knew that Xander was not going to be the defensive shortstop they wanted when these rules change happened. I really people well, people underestimate these rules changes, and I think the Mariners did a, a marvelous job. JP <laughs> might be the most valuable shortstop in the, in the American League oh with God. these new rules. <laughs> And well, I'm, JP I'm also glad. may be a better hitter now with these new rules. Without the shift being what it is, I think you're going to see JP have a I better batting bet. average. I smell a bet. I smell oh, a I bet will coming. Bet. Oh, <laughs> I am. JP, I, I would take JP bet. Crawford over Xander Bogarts any day of the week, especially for the money difference. Are you kidding me? Forget okay. about it. First of all, especially over Carlos Correa, who basically nobody wants him because, you know, we don't even know if he can throw the ball. First of all, it doesn't have to be all about Xander Bogarts, but I actually kind of like Xander Bogarts. Second of all, no one's gonna no one's gonna disagree that they're good with shortstop defensively with J.P. Crawford. I guess you, you got a point there. So I'm glad they're gonna be really good defensively up the middle. And when they lose every game to the Astros seven to two because they don't have enough hitting to score, we'll all say, "Oh, they lost seven to two, but they, boy, did you see the defense that they played up the middle? They were great up the middle. Oh, I think I think you and I have to make a bet. I think this is going to be a lot better. I think the ass. I think that you're going to see a whole different kind of baseball now that these shift rules are in change. So what's no the bet? I'll yeah. tell you what. Yeah, I, tell I, you what, I, I think it's going to be. A, I think they're going to be much more competitive. And remember, the only team to give the Astros a hard time in the playoffs was, in fact, the Mariners. Every they rolled over everybody else. I tell you what. In a week or two, I'll come into the studio. I'm ready, baby. And we'll, and we'll continue this discussion while, while all of us, every one of us is enjoying a nice, with my mouth full. I'm going to have this conversation yes. with you with a little bit of, a little bit of eggs out of the side of my mouth. Oh, that's a sexy a picture. Little, a little bit of orange juice. Uh, we'll continue nice, this conversation yeah. while you're feeding me. In fact, I There's think There's an OnlyFans page. I think you should spoon feed me as yes. well. Yes. Oh, that's definitely an OnlyFans page. All right, we'll set. And that can up. we then like can we lock in the Mariners bet between the two of you? Yes. Uh, yes, that's when we'll do it. Yeah. Right then oh, and there. All right, we'll have to find out what kind of bet he's talking about, but we'll figure it out. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. 
I'm all, uh, I'm all, I'm all about the Mariners. I really, I, I might so be. So would the bet be them winning the World Series, or would it just be them finishing in a better spot than the Houston Astros Ooh. by the end of the season? Yeah, I'm gonna have to think. I'm gonna have to think on that because the Astros post, are a good team. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like the Astros just got 100 percent worse. Don't don't miss just just don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I think the Seattle Mariners are going to be a very strong team this year. They had a chance. They were they were right there on the precipice. They had a chance to be instead of very good. Houston good and they they did not take the opportunity they got a little a little queasy when they started seeing the price tags of these four or five shortstops and uh I think there's I, I don't see any way over 162 games that they're as good as the Houston Astros they're just not Ooh. they'll be a wild card team again Ooh. but will they finish past them in the playoffs that, this is I'm I'm I'm, exci- I'm excited I mean I, I really can't go. I mean, the Astros are the team to beat, so I can't I'm go. I, I can't go against it. But I also, I like to see what they do during the uh, dead, the trade deadline. That's their free agent time it, is trade deadline. That's when the that's when the Mariners make some really big moves as free agent is the deadline. That to me is the. I see. Season. I see JP Crawford statistical analysis as being part of the wager. Uh, you know, because you think JP Crawford with the shift, the shift changes is going to be one of the more dynamic shortstops. Yeah. In all the American League. Yeah. That's, I that's think, what I'm thinking. I think a I think a steak dinner on that oh, could, be, yes. could be in the offing. So all right. Well we'll have to we'll talk about it. We will talk about it. Steak dinner. Wow. I just went to Daniel's recently too. That's that's gonna be a problem. Let's have dinner that's, at Daniel's. That's yeah. a problem. No, no, you, like you, you, you people will not be part of Us that. People bet. are a part of the show. You people are no yeah. way a part of this because neither me or I want to take the you chance. Know, you don't know me by now. I I don't make a wager without the whole rest of the crew. They yeah. are on my oh, team. Oh, really? in. Oh, you're yes. gonna drop yes. Daniel's money on this? Okay, I might yes. have to go to Ascend in Bellevue just to maybe maybe throw you off the scent a little bit because uh, uh, th- th- these, this will not be a cheap bet. Uh, Nobody uh, said it wasn't going to Yeah. Okay. Look at you. I, I know you're happy about it. Yeah, you're getting steak either way. Yeah. I'm not getting steak. I don't uh, eat steak. Yeah. Oh, okay. But Daniel's has a very nice vegan uh, menu. Yeah. So I'm in. Oh, maybe I'll just let you only get the vegan menu. How about that for everybody? I might be able to save some cash that way. Well, it's still not cheap. Yeah. It's just <laughs> cheaper than a steak. <laughs> All right. Mitch Levy. Check him out at MitchUnfiltered.com or wherever you get podcasts. Episode 223 just dropped yesterday. And uh, he'll give you more information about what he thinks of the hog and his crazy thoughts about the Mariners, and who knows? He might even talk about the Kraken. Uh, real, pro- probably. real quickly, guys, before I go, just one, one last comment, and I say this to you guys every year, and I really mean it. It's not taken for granted the opportunity to be with you guys. I know this is our last regular schedule. Oh, that's right, uh, yeah. Visit during, the, uh, during the season. But you are you coming guys, in for a bonus episode. Yeah, I'm coming yeah. in. But uh, just my thanks to you and the entire staff for including me these last three or four years. You didn't have to do that. A lot of people ran the other way, and I'm I'm thrilled to be back with you. Can't wait for next year, and very appreciative of all of you guys that are over there. Thanks it, very if, much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Though if you told me how many bets I'd be losing to you, I would have definitely run the other way. <laughs> I just want you to know, if somebody told me, I would have been losing all these bets. I would never have had you on. Uh, Mitch, good having you, buddy. We're glad to have you part of the team. And uh, MitchUnfiltered.com and Steve in his vegan dinner. There we go. I think we got it all covered.